Hey everyone, this is Tom Neary, your host of Come Let Us Disciple, and thank you for joining us. just want to talk to you a bit about today, about Palm Sunday, which is tomorrow here, as we continue through the church calendar, looking forward to the resurrection of Jesus next Sunday. I want to talk to you today about the joy that is in Palm Sunday, and why we can be joyful on a day that really is pointing to the huge failure of mankind. Triumphal entry is on Palm Sunday, and you probably know the story, but you probably are going to hear it tomorrow in church. Jesus rides into Jerusalem on a donkey, as was prophesied in Isaiah and in Zechariah. He rides in as the Messiah. and. It's a really important moment in Jewish history, particularly, but also in the church history, in the world history, because everything up to this point has been pointing to this one day, the arrival of the Messiah that has been scheduled since the time of Genesis, overcoming the evil of Satan and reconciling man with God. There's prophecies all over the Old Testament. There's estimates from 200 to 400 prophecies, depending on how you break them down, the verses down, the prophecies down, as to when the Messiah would come and who the Messiah would be. And Jesus fulfills all of them. Jesus is the Messiah, or there really is no possible Messiah because there are prophecies that can no longer be fulfilled. That one Sunday, that Palm Sunday in ancient Israel, has been pointed to, has been picked out by God to be the day that the Messiah arrives. If you go back to the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 9 lays out the timeline from that point to when the Messiah would come. And you can look at it in Daniel 9 and his 70 weeks, 70 weeks of Daniel, uh, 70 77s really, and it add up the numbers, the point to Palm Sunday. It's why Jesus, when he, in Luke, looks at the crowd and looks at Jerusalem and sees this crowd that is adoring him, that is cheering him and proclaiming him the Messiah, he still weeps, and not only weeps, but weeps bitterly, weeps convulsively, because, and says, if they had only known, if you had only known your day, this day where redemption, Messiah, had come, things could be different. What is he talking about there? They're proclaiming him the Messiah, right? They're, they're, cheering him. They're saying, Hosanna, save now. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. These are all great things. But their expectation is different than the reality. And in their expectation, they are being self-centered. They're being self-involved. And they are projecting that self-centeredness onto Jesus. The triumphal entry, the, the word triumph, where we get triumphal entry from, referred to an ancient Roman parade 
they would give these great elaborate par parades for conquering heroes, for generals like Julius Caesar when he defeated the German tribes who come back and all of Rome would proclaim him as conqueror and cheer him as they marched through Rome. He would march through with on a chariot pulled by you know big war horses with his army marching in front of him and all of the captives that he took from the German tribes or other tribes behind them. It's a huge elaborate celebration and that is the expectation that the Jewish people have. Ironically the the best evidence, the best picture of a triumphal parade that we have is from the Ark of Titus in Rome which was put up after Titus destroyed the nation of Israel in 70 AD and then sacked the temple and took all the artifacts and when he got back to Rome they proclaimed him as a great conqueror and you see pictures of Titus and the, the, the chariot with four striding war horses in front of him and his army in front of him and then in a different scene you have Roman soldiers legionnaires carrying off the big giant menorah from the temple and then driving slaves, Jewish people, Israelites, as slaves before them. That is what the Jewish people expected. They thought Messiah was going to come. And when they're saying, save now, save now, they're thinking, Jesus, destroy the Romans, destroy all the bad guys. Be the great conqueror, the conquering hero who removes the oppression of Rome and restores Israel to greatness. That's what they're looking for. They want an earthly king, an earthly messiah. The problem with that is that doesn't deal with their sin. An earthly messiah does not handle eternal issues. An earthly messiah dies eventually. An earthly savior someone who's going to come in, an earthly conqueror, passes away. Titus, the one who destroyed Israel, who's this great conqueror who's got this arch in Rome set up for him, he's been dead for 2,000 years. George Washington was an awesome man, the father of, our, of the America and a great general. He's dead. David, the great king, the picture of an earthly messiah, an earthly Jewish king, is dead. He goes to heaven. I mean, he's, he's with the Lord. But he essentially, eventually dies and Israel goes back to where they were before. People being people, they fall back into sin. Plus, if that messiah is going to come and destroy all the evil people, all the sinners, all the bad guys. Where do you think the Jewish people were going to be at that point? They were sinners. They had fallen away from God. They had been completely lost. So if he's going to come and set things right, save now, really destroy the bad guys, cleanse the earth from evil, is there anyone who's going to be left 
Romans are gone, certainly. The Gentiles are mostly gone. There may be a handful of righteous Jewish people that, at that point. Maybe the, the disciples will, will make it in. But besides that, everybody else is, is lost. If he's going to call people's accounts, call in people's accounts and make everybody settle up that earthly king, we are in big trouble. And that's the reason why when they say save now, there's nothing wrong with them being happy, rejoicing. Jesus was and is the Messiah. He is fulfilling prophecy when he rides in on that donkey. Everyone knows he's the Messiah. Everyone is celebrating in that distinctive Middle Eastern fashion where they make lots of noise and they, they very exuberant. It's a parade. They're throwing down their clothes in front of him saying, this is me. I'm throwing everything down for you just to ride over. I am your servant. They're using the palm fronds was a picture from the intertestamentary period where the Maccabeans, the Maccabees, it was a sign of their kingship and a sign of redemption from an oppressor. So everyone is saying, king, 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 king. And they should rejoice, but they miss it. They miss it entirely because he is an eternal king and he, he wants to take care of the eternal issues. He's going to save them, save now, from their sins. Save them from the judgment of God on the cross. That is not good enough for the Jewish people. That is disappointing to them. So that when the Jewish leaders take Jesus and put him, put him on trial and then put him to death with the Romans, they are disappointed. Their focus has been on what they want and what they're looking for, their hopes and their dreams. It's selfish religion, selfish worship, worship of God. It's selfish, therefore, it's not really worship of God, it's worship of self. And that is why that same crowd falls away. Jesus, you don't do this for me, so therefore, you let me down. So question for us, have we gotten ourselves in the same situation. We know who Jesus is. We know that he has saved us from our sins. We know that he is once and for all given his life for us on the cross. That is what they miss. And rising again, he confirms the deal. He paid for our sins. He paid for, he took the punishment for us so that we can live eternally with him. That's a great deal, and it's confirmed through the resurrection. But as we walk with him, are we placing our own desires on him? Are we placing our own expectations on him? And therefore, our life in Jesus is a disappointment. Jesus, I want this promotion. You don't give it to me, you're disappointing to me. Jesus, I want this spouse, I want this car, I want this life. I want to feel differently, therefore you are disappointing to me. That's the mistake of the Jewish people. They're projecting themselves. 
if you look back at the triumphal entry, they are besides themselves with joy. They're excited. They're parading. They are rejoicing. They're throwing everything down for him as Messiah. And that is exactly right. They should be. But they're still holding back based on them, on their own stuff. So the question that we have is, we know that Jesus is the Messiah. We know that he has marched into our lives. He's paraded in triumph. He's made a mockery of his enemies. He has destroyed death itself. The power of sin over us, he's destroyed it. Are we as excited? Are we that rejoicing that much rejoicing that much are we filled with that much celebration and joy and peace knowing that the messiah has come have we taken our garments our figurative garments and thrown him thrown them down before him so that he can ride upon them making the path for him in our lives are we rejoicing and celebrating him as king that's the question that we have. We often wonder why our life in Jesus can be disappointing, can be dry, can be a struggle sometimes. It's often because of this. He has come in all his finery, exactly as all the prophets said he would. He has saved us. He has brought us out of darkness and he is ready to reign in our lives as king and messiah and lord and god are we willing to accept that and throw everything down before him and let him do his thing conform us to his image or are we still like the crowd saying do what i want do what i want Save now according to how I want you to save now, not according to how you're going to save now. It's a big question, isn't it? That is the question as we go into Holy Week, Palm Sunday. The Messiah has come. The Messiah has announced himself. The time has come. Are we living as his subjects, as his servants? The greatest among us will be servants of all. The last shall be first. Do we believe it? Are we living it? That's a question just wanted to ponder, just wanted to put out there for you to ponder for today and for tomorrow, Palm Sunday, and through the week. Are we living with Jesus as King of our life, the Messiah who has arrived and is reigning? Or are we still looking for something different? Everybody have a great Palm Sunday tomorrow, or if you've listened to this later, hopefully you had a great Palm Sunday and Easter. And I pray that you would grab on to your, your King and Lord and let Him change your life into something that is just amazing and wonderful and spirit-filled. Have a great day.